Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Rock Countout. It's the countdown show that we do right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, and uh, this week, the debut of a, of a new title. Uh, one of the ugliest. Oh, yeah. One of the ugliest titles. We'll, we'll talk about it more later, but you know what? It's not without its charm, though. Oh, I agree. We'll get to that later. But, you know, obviously the new 24-7 title is out. A lot of people are crapping on it um, for all the right reasons uh, and some of the wrong reasons. And uh, that got us thinking, uh, such an ugly title. There's been a lot of really ugly titles in in and out of the WWE, across the world of wrestling. Some very confusing designs out there. Some odd choices. Beguiling. Yeah. So we figured we'd sit down and and, and take a look back in history at some of the ugliest least aesthetically pleasing wrestling titles in history ever here we go number 10 10 this wwe spinner world title yeah this is generally regarded as one of if not the ugliest WWE title but we think there's several more that are actually uglier in this one it's gaudy there's a lot going on there um and the middle part there in case you weren't aware of it spun in a circle yeah um, so there's a bit of history of this belt. So of course, after John Cena won WWE title, uh, April 25, that year's WrestleMania mm-hmm. 21, right? You were there for that. I saw that happen. Yeah. You don't remember it though, do you? No. Uh, much, you won it from JBL. Yeah. Much like he did, uh, after he won the U S title, uh, he, he uh, decided I'm going to have my own custom WWE world championship and thus was birthed. The spinner title. Well, he was a he was a big enough name. I mean, you can say this about John Cena. You did really feel they like you said they sort of preceded it by giving him his own uh, U.S. title, which we'll talk about much later. Oh gosh! And uh, so you could tell that Cena was a big deal, a breath of fresh air at the time. He was supremely over, and he did he did really organically come off like. Uh, a generational guy, like yeah. a Stone Cold type guy. Yeah. And so he was worthy, just like Stone Cold was, mm-hmm. of having his own title. Um, and yeah, it, it, it has a... Uh, the more sort of exuberant aspects of hip-hop culture, I think, is infused in this title. Yeah. 
um, which is sort of a gaudy type, you know, yeah, stylistic. Over the top, of course, at the time, um, in the mid-aughts, uh, uh, spinners, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hubcaps for your wheels mm-hmm. were a popular thing. Yeah. You know, Latrell Spreewell <laughs> yeah. had his own business. Yeah. They were the Sprees. Spreewells. <laughs> yeah. So they were a pretty huge thing. So that was incorporated into the design of this particular world title. It's actually, I'll be honest. So it's gaudy as hell. It's a fairly inspired and risky title design. Really they would is. never do that. No, now. and it actually proved to be fairly versatile um, because it spun for a while, and then they locked it in place. When the Miz had it in 2011, he locked it in place upside down. So the WWE scratch logo that was on there, instead of a W, it was an M for Miz. It's funny the way you had you just put that. It spun for a while. It would be kind of cool if they put a motor in there that you could just flick it on and, and it would continuously well, spin. Well, they need one of those uh, 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 like inertia things. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Or yeah. as long as, as nothing stops it, it'll ooh, just keep spinning. Ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you need an actual motor in there. <laughs> right. Um, but so, it was thick enough. It, it could have had a motor easily. Yeah, it, totally. It, was thick, it seemed it very was, heavy. Yeah. Um, so uh, this title was the primary WWE championship for let me get the math here right from 2005 to 2013 eight years it was a long time eight years it was a very long time eight years um, it wasn't until February 18th 2013 where the rock unveiled a new WWE championship and that sort of became the template for what we know mm-hmm. now I think it had the standard yeah, the, the, the five-sided plate. Yeah. Or the yeah. five-sided shape I think that one that he unveiled, was that the Scratch logo one? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that sounds right. I don't right. think they, they had come to the, the, the current logo yet. Yeah, it went from, but it was like the, tie, the WWE championship that Kofi has now, except it was a Scratch logo. And, and then, then like the champion was more uh, pronounced on the bottom mm-hmm. of, yeah, of the, yeah, right, the main right, plate right. of the belt. Yeah. All in all, a lot of people consider this one of, again, one of, if not the ugliest WWE belts. Uh, it, it's it's gaudy. It's over the top. It, my thing is, it made literally no sense for anybody to carry it but John Cena. That's why it's so surprising it lasted so long. Well, here's the thing. John Cena had that belt plenty in that He did, span. yeah. I mean, it was that, that was the thing. It was like, well, we understand that this guy's going to have it again and again and again yeah. and again. Some of us keep it around. Yeah, when we get so. to the number two entry on here, it's a little weirder that that belt stuck around for as long as what it did because that got passed around quite a bit in the short lifespan. <laughs> we'll get to that in number two entry. All right. Well, let's move on to number nine. Nine. The Ring of Honor six-man title. Why well, they have to make such a point of making getting all the verbiage in there? <laughs> and it's such a prominent... Like, what is that in the middle there? What so, is that? I, I will say this. It's the globe. I will say this. This is an episode of Count Out you probably want to watch, unless you are very familiar with these titles. You can, I mean, if you're listening to it, you can whip out your phone and Google them. As long as you're not driving. Don't do it while you're driving. Yeah, don't do that. But we we are putting up pictures of each of these, and I'm keeping them on for an extended period of time. So you really soak it in. So you really soak it in. This Ring of Honor one, and this is a fairly recent yeah, this, last two years, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the redesign they introduced in 2018. Okay, oh, okay, yeah. And it is... Uh, it's it, about a year and a half old. It's So it has sort of the current techie design to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty prominent. But it, it, it's interesting because it's not... Uh, in keeping with the aesthetics of the other, at least not the TV title nor the world title. Yeah. I don't believe this is a very particular thing. And it's, uh, like you said, it's got all the words on it. It says ROH and then six uh, spelled out, six man, and then in the middle tag team, and then champions. Oh, world. World is the smallest word on the whole thing. Over the globe, over a little globe. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's, 
perhaps the two most important aspects of the whole thing. Let me not. Ring of Honor, their logo's pretty small up top there. It's, it's just, there's just too much going on. There's too many words on it. Yeah. I don't feel like a championship belt should have that many words. Yeah, I, I agree totally. It's a really ugly title. Um, and which is surprising because Ring of Honor traditionally has really nice looking titles. Yeah, I think the world title looks really good. What uh, did their one look like? I, I haven't seen, I don't remember, uh, Ring of Honor six-man title. What did it look like before that? It was pretty basic. It, was, it, was, it looked fairly traditional, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, These are all the new ones. Oh, was it this one here? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty traditional. See, that's nice. That's nice looking right there. Yeah. Ring of Honor, big old giant. You get the huge logo. Big logo. And, and you, you, get, you get the details. Why did they redesign it? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, the, the, the titles themselves were announced in August of 2016 via press release, and the first champions were determined in a tournament, which saw, guess what three-man team? The kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Defeat the team of Jay White, Kushida, and Leo Rush in the oh, finals, wow. becoming the first Ring of Honor six-man t- uh, champions. And apparently Ring of Honor touted these titles as important because it was the first time in apparently 25 years in the States there were six-man tag team champions. Mm. So it's kind of a huge deal. What, wait, hold on, wait a second. They debuted the championship in 2016. Yeah, that's and right. And then... Well, they announced them in 2016. Oh, they announced them. Then a tournament, and, but then in, in January 2018, they redesigned them, because I think they did a full redesign of all their titles. So... It was when the Hung Bucks had the titles. It was the Young Bucks mm, and Hangman Page. Less than them. two years later? All yeah, like a, a year and a couple months yeah. later, they redesigned it? Yeah, to that abomination. Just, you're just throwing away money. Yeah, pretty much. And it just didn't, it didn't get better. And it's not as if... It's like when I will redesign stuff just for no reason and it just doesn't come out as good. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a situation where I guess they thought, well, we're redesigning everything else. Might as well just redo this one too. It's fine. It was fine. But it's not like it really fits into a unified aesthetic no, across really the board. it really doesn't. What is the current Ring of Honor championship? I think it looks pretty good. Uh, what's a regular tag team championship look like? I think those look pretty good too. Oh, Yeah. Whichever is it? These ones? Maybe I think it's these ones because that kind of has the more opulent one. This one, all these look good. Yeah, those all look good. They all look way better to six man. Yeah, Ring of Honor. This they'd really drop the ball on these six man. You know, if you want the six man titles to feel important, then uh, like all the other belts look, they look expensive. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Six man tag, tag titles don't look that expensive. Yeah, it looks cheap. It looks a little cheap. It looks cheap. I mean, looks a little cheap. I mean, that's one thing we can say about the title that preceded this, the the uh, uh, WWE Spinner title. It looked expensive as all get out because it looked bejeweled, gold and diamonds and all sorts of stuff. Even if it wasn't, if it's gold plated and 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 and, and cubic, cubic zirconia, that still ain't cheap, man. A lot of the it's younger like dollar belt. A lot of the younger hip hop stars these days will post on their Instagram stories them buying. Opulent. I mean, this has been ages, you know, massive, big chunks of jewelry mm-hmm, they get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they'll show up with a sack of doubloons. Was that me or you? No, uh, I hope it's not. He doesn't sound like me. Let's see here. Got a car alarm going off. Oh, was that you? I don't know. Or is that coincidence? It could be. <laughs> Moving on, number eight. Eight. The WWE Tag Team Titles. This was the giant penny belts. Yeah, so when I started getting back into WWE in 2011 or so, uh, one of the first things I noticed were, were these tag titles because it looked like, you know, you go to some sort of attraction, some sort of place, and there's usually a machine, especially if it's kind of like an Old West theme type thing or something about the railroad. The Railroad Museum has it. Yeah, I think Old Sacramento does several places. You take <laughs> yeah. an average penny. Yeah. You put it in this machine, yeah. and it flattens it right. and embosses a design on it. Yeah. That's what these tag team titles look like. So as soon as I saw them, I started calling them the pennies. Yeah, sure. Because they look like giant a lot pennies of people did, yeah. uh, on straps of leather. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
these uh, uh, were preceded by the unified WWE Tag Team Championships. And that was the case until that damn anonymous Raw general manager announced that the that one half of those unified tag team championships, the World Tag Team Championships, would be decommissioned, um, and then they would just have one single pair of belts, the WWE Tag Team Championships, and they would be a, a new design, um, and uh, it was the pennies. So you get two Spartan helmets, like uh, facing opposite each other. I actually, I dig. The, I actually like the design. I like the idea of the Spartan helmets. Yeah, that's all right. I like that. I think that's good. They just they look like pennies, and in fact, the current ones that are silver look much um, better. Look much better. I think those look good. It's the copper. You're right. They just look like pennies. What year did 300 the movie come out? Probably uh, 2006. 2006. So that was well before this. This was four to five years before, or that was four to four to five years before these pennies. The movie came out way before. before, Yeah. Right. That means Vince McMahon was watching. Had finally just seen 300 on like TNT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and so uh, those belts, the new tag titles, the pennies, were presented to the champions at the time, who were the Hart Dynasty. Bret Hart gave them these new belts. Oh, good. Um, uh, here, here, here's your titles, you know. Yeah, and these belts existed until 2016 when there was the brand draft, the brand extension. These belts became the Raw Tag Team titles. And after SmackDown introduced their own version of these with the silver plate and the blue strap, Raw kind of uh, remixed mm-hmm. or, or reissued these mm-hmm. Raw tag team titles with the red leather strap and the silver plates. Which I think do look much better they than do. these. They do. It's just the copper plates. It's the copper. When you get a wrestling title, you, ex- you expect gold. Mm-hmm. And if not gold, some sort of silver or platinum yeah. metal. It, copper, mm-mm. I do appreciate, though, that they didn't go in the direction of... Like their world title, just another template version. That's why I like like the the women's yeah. tag titles. Yeah, they look unique. They look more like NXT titles. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they look unique. Yeah, and hopefully in the future, whenever they d- decide to redesign any of the titles, they go in that direction, not just stamp from the same template. Mm-hmm. Something different, something new. Give each title its own distinctive feel and look. And I do appreciate that they try yeah, to do totally. that. They here. try to do something different. Just it doesn't always work. No, it doesn't always work. Sometimes they come at, look like giant pennies. Yeah, that's what we have now. Or that's what we had. That's at what we that had. Point. So I guess it was December nineteenth, twenty sixteen, when the uh, Raw Tag Team Titles were 20 redesigned. When December nineteenth, twenty sixteen, it's when the Raw Tag Team Titles were redesigned to be the red belt with the silver. It's place. been that long. Yeah, yeah I guess been it has two been. and a half years or so. So it was around from when, uh, when did the when did the Hart Foundation twenty ten? They 2010. had those were around for six years. Yeah. Wow, boy. Not handsome belts to have that long. No. 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 Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Let's move on with these ugly, ugly belt designs. Larson. good. Here we go. Number seven. Seven. The five-star tap or snap design. So I really, had to, I really had to dig deep into wrestling internet to find out the story of these belts because we, we, we were pointed in the direction of these by... Uh, Alex C, I think. Alex C, yeah, in chat for one of our uh, overrun episodes. Um, so five-star wrestling is a United Kingdom-based, or sorry, was United Kingdom-based wrestling promotion. They are since uh, defunct. I feel like we don't know nearly as much as we should about five star because it seems like an epically epically well they were the company that announced that huge 128 yes, man tournament that's that they had an open offer to cm punk for a million pounds or dollars mm-hmm. or something like rvd was supposed to be in it yeah there's a lot of names in it and it just fizzled now the company's out of business and then they did actually run some shows they had a tv show they apparently had a video game <laughs> yeah they had a video game uh uh according to i think maybe i forget who was in chat also said that uh uh, it's like a constant point of reference on the Cultaholic podcast. Oh, I'm and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Matthew did like almost an entire episode of Botchamania exclusively on Five Star. I know that their production was a mess. Yeah, so they they were on something called Free Sports. It was one of those things where like they they well, whoever Five Star was whoever ran it. See if I recall correctly. Seemed to want to just jump into the deep end. Mm-hmm. It was like one dude who just wanted to be WWE all of a sudden. So yeah. he announced, he's like, oh, how can I get some attention? 128 people in a rumble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or it was a tournament. A, a tournament, tournament, yeah. 128-person yeah. tournament. <laughs> Should have made it a rumble. It's going to last forever. Um, so near as I can tell, the story behind this tap or snap championship is they wanted some uh, submission-based title. Sure. Um, and so this belt was introduced, brought forth. February first, twenty eighteen, during a, a, a during a Five Stars TV debut on on Free Sports, um, and it was initially won by Mark Haskins. He was in a five man five star submission elimination match. So I guess you'd have to win a match via uh, or all the matches have to be won via submission in tap or snap championship matches. So I guess yeah. you're in submission hold either you tap or if you don't. Your arm or leg or your body part snaps. Well, Hence I mean, the name. Th- that is generally the idea of submission moves, especially in MMA. In MMA, yeah. If you don't, you it's don't funny, tap. yeah. Because I was trying to do a little bit of research on this, so I uh, YouTube searched uh, "tap or snap five star wrestling," and one of the videos that popped up was like an MMA compilation. No, it was a compilation. It was like I don't know. There was like a video of a guy who, in fact, did not tap, and his arm did snap. And there's a great thumbnail with a red circle oh, pointing to the, the arm. Circle. Yeah, gotcha. the yeah, arm yeah, going yeah, the wrong yeah. way. Oof. Oof. But, yeah, this was a, uh, yeah. And, and it's just, here, I'll put it back up for the YouTube viewers. There's just a lot going on there. It's a it's a spectacularly, uh, the number one five stars logo in the first place. I, fr- I think that's impact font yeah, on the five. It is. it is. And then the tapper snap. And their world title was just the huge main plate with the five star logo on it. Yeah. I mean, like uninspired doesn't even do it justice Mm-mm. because it's not even like it. So the, the front plate 
looks like a bunch of broken glass, like somebody threw a yeah, baseball yeah. at a window. And then you have window. the words tap or snap on there, seemingly too small. <laughs> time you threw a baseball at our window? No, it wasn't a baseball. It was a rock. rock. It was a little rock. It was a little rock. Oh, that was funny. I mean, like a quarter-sized rock. I was oh, locked out. I thought oh. you were home. <laughs> and so you decided to throw a 90-mile-an-hour rock. No, I just kind of like I just kind of threw it lightly up there, just hoping someone would hear it hit the window, and they'd let me in because I was locked out. I got in the gym or something. That was so great. But anyways, this tap or snap uh, 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 font or lettering on what appears to be some sort of broken glass type effect on the gold plate uh, is much too small. In fact, (laughs) the broken glass uh, motif uh, dominates the title. Um, And if you were to see this from far away, you'd think, okay, what's this broken glass belt all about? It it, it, (laughs) it looked like, yeah, it's like a vision test for uh, for wrestling titles. What it one or two? What's better, one or two? I know. Hold, you hold cover your right eye first. What can, does it say? Can you read now line? Cover your left eye. Can you read the fifth line? Tap or slap? <laughs> Let me try again, please. Close enough. Wait, um, wait two minutes. They'll come closer. It's as if they were doing this in Photoshop and they didn't know where the free transform uh, yeah. thing was. And it's got like they're they're slightly askew. Yeah. It's not. I don't know. It's just. It's, it's a mess. It like, is. It is. It a should mess. be tap. Or snap. And have like right a broken here. arm or something. I have broken bones <laughs> yeah, on there or something. With a red circle. Totally. <laughs> that's a good idea. We should do that in a, in a fun wrestling or WCW. We'll do it. A submission title. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Only yeah. defended in submission matches. Let's call it tap or slap. Yeah. Moving on. Number six. Six. The Global Force Wrestling Next Gen Championship. So I think this is like their mid-card title. <laughs> and like, I'm cool with green and all. Even like really bright green. Volt, as Nike would call it. Yeah. Uh, this looks like it's got slime on it. It does. It's a weird. It's not quite neon green. It's not. It's closer to like green screen green, but it's a little more vibrant than that. No, it's slime green. You're, you're it exactly is slime correct. green. Yeah, it's slime green. Um, and of course, it's Jeff Jarrett's Global Force Wrestling. Yeah, none of the belts from Global Force look good. They all looked ugly. And this one was dominated by this weird. Like uh, radioactive slime green color. Yeah, and the plate design is not good. Um, and it look it, it's like in the shape of a bucket. Yeah, like an upside down bucket. Yeah, kind of. It's not like round or mm-hmm. like you know. It's oddly kind of like squared off on the side. Yeah. So here's a story of it. Uh, okay. The first champion was PJ Black. Do you know who that is? Justin Gabriel. Yeah, the Darewolf well, now. He's Ring of been Honor. PJ Black long more much. Yeah. Long, yeah. Than he ever was Justin Gabriel. I know. Um, he defeated, <laughs> bless me. you. Thank you. Sorry. He defeated TJ Perkins. Oh, cool. Jigsaw and Virgil Flynn. Really? Yeah. Wow. Where was that at? Uh, I think it was in Vegas. Oh, wow. Uh, for a GFW amp taping in October of 2015. So we met a contender mm-hmm. for the GFW Next Gen Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, PJ held the title for about a month before dropping it to Sanjay Dutt. He held it for about a year before losing it to Cody Rhodes in November of 2016. And then Cody held the belt for about 190 days before the belt was deactivated when his GFW contract expired. This is all around the same time when GFW was getting absorbed in the impact. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and that marriage did not go terribly well. No, it didn't. Because they started transitioning all the impact titles to kind of GFW titles. Yeah, yeah that, that marriage was a disaster. And now there's no more GFW. And yeah, I think. Ooh, well, or is he still kind of? Is his gold enterprise still existing? <laughs> so he's a member of WWE's 
Creative, yeah. Creative. Yeah. So I would think that preclude, but he still was able to wrestle with AAA. Yeah. Didn't he? Did he wear like a Global Force something at the I AAA show? I really think he's trying to keep that that brand. It's like alive. me doing comic books. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like I've got a fairly successful endeavor going on with you, but there's still a part of me that really wants to be comic book guy too. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not going to happen. But Steve will keep on maybe trying if he's got some extra time on his hands. Got to live that dream, man. <laughs> so good and if, for if, him. If if Jeff Jarrett. Dreams and radioactive slime green. Yeah. And oh, he wants yeah. that GFW to continue. More power to him. Ugly ass title, though. Pretty much all those titles. Yeah, the crowds weren't very good either. And shows then they tried too. to infect the impact titles with ugly green, too. And they had stickers involved in it, too, right? They, they had, like, yeah, just slap on stickers on the title right there, like Adam Mayhem did with his face in the H title. Mm-hmm. That, which the H title is not on this list. The, H, the, the post Mayhem sticker H title should totally no be way. on this list. No and way. We have it here. No way. It should not be on the list. No oh, way. I mean, he has it. Um, so, yeah, let's move on. Number five. Five. The WCW Hardcore Championship title. It looks like it's floating in the heavens there, Steve. <laughs> More like the other place, Larson. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah. This title was around WCW from 1999, I think, till almost till the end of the company in 2001. Of course, they were just trying to... Uh, yeah. They're just trying to be WWE. Anything WWE does, we can do too. Because WWF had this purposely silly-looking title, an old world title, busted up, duct taped together with hardcore scrawled on it. That was actually really inspired and interesting and creative and neat. Well, the genesis of the WWF hardcore title was inspired as well. I mean, they had obviously they had mankind there who they were at that point. Well, they had a lot of ECW alumni. Yeah. And they had a lot of ECW alumni. Exactly. They had Terry Funk there. Well, ECW alumni also Terry yeah. Funk, Terry Funk. But then Taz was there. Yeah. And uh, they were, they were, no. they were acknowledging, you know, Cactus Jack and, and Terry Funk. They mm-hmm. were a tag team. It's, you know, doing some stuff and they were looking, they were obviously in the, Deep, deep in the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, okay, let's let's bring some hardcore wrestling here and let's have a championship. And part of storyline was, you know, kind of, if I remember correctly, they were kind of placating Mick Foley a little bit or yeah. his character yeah. by giving him this completely busted up hardcore championship. All of which was very inspired. I mean, who like whoever came up with the idea to take uh, the the an old wing title, an old wing championship smash it up, put a bunch of duct tape on it, put a hardcore. That is pure inspiration. It is. It is. And, 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 and the kayfabe motivation, as you mentioned, was to placate fully, I believe, so he wouldn't continue his his uh, world title pursuits. Right. And so then WCW, of course, Johnny Come Lately is to everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're like, well, hardcore wrestling is just a fact of the industry now, so we're going to do this too. And then they have this just truly uninspired. It just looks like they're trying to rip off an ECW title. That's exactly what That's it looks exactly like. That's exactly what it is, and it's awful. It's terrible. The it side is. plates there with the kendo sticks and what else is on there? Where are the kendo sticks? Oh, I thought there was kendo sticks. No, you're probably right. I just Out of this picture, I can't Oh, yeah, yeah. The one picture I saw, it looked like it had kendo sticks on the side plates. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the first, when you think of WCW hardcore wrestlers, you know, you had Hardcore Hack in there at the time, formerly known as the Sandman. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shane Douglas. Mike Awesome, was he there yet? Maybe. I don't remember. I remember Shane Douglas was there yet either. But the first WCW Hardcore Champion was Norman Smiley. Yeah, they like him. I, so do you think WCW was, was this them trying to make fun of something that was really cool? WCW it's always did that. Possible. They would try to make fun of stuff that was really cool. Because far too often, Norman Smiley would win in like accidental fashion. Right, Yeah. 
Um, he defeated Brian Nobbs at the Mayhem pay-per-view November 21st, 1999. And I said the belt was around till January 14th of 2001 when Meng Ming won, uh, defeating Crowbar and Terry Funk at WCW Sin. Um, but it was abandoned after that because Haku went back to WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he gave uh, the championship to the Barbarian at an independent show like a week afterwards, and then we never really saw the belt again. Mm, that's interesting. Wasn't featured on the last episode of Nitro. And then it was eventually handed over trivia. to WWF. Yeah. Ooh. Terrible title. I remember they far too often made a mockery of hardcore wrestling. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's like WCW was was famous for infamous whatever for their standards and practices. Yeah, I that myself. Yeah. They couldn't they couldn't cross certain lines, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like, you know, WCW too often never really lived by the by you know the mantra the credo you do you all right. WCW did some stuff pretty damn well. Yeah. Um, by this time, when they were getting beaten, the ratings it was all reactionary BS, it, and it, it all just smacked of desperation. Mm-hmm. You're right; it was reactionary. So it was just a lot of garbage, and this was just more garbage. It was, you know, just made to like I said, they were they would always just try to make fun of stuff that was like way cooler than them, and oh, they yeah. weren't, you know, they just weren't cool, man. No, they weren't cool, not at all. No. Anyways, moving on. Number four. Four. The WWE 24-7 title. All right, this this has only been around for 24 hours. We're shooting this on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, there you go. Zoom in on that. There you go. It's ugly. It's not a good-looking belt, but yet it has its charms. Like, you can look at it. You, let's do a deep dive here, so Steve. So the M is in the sixth position. So you think it could be like a clock. Well, kind of, but now look at the WWE. Yes, yeah, not in the in the in the slash the twenty four seven doesn't really resemble the hands of a clock either. <laughs> it's this, so I've heard I've heard this be compared to several things: a retirement home, a diner, which yeah, totally definitely has is diner. Yeah, the diner font. It's the Art Art Deco vibe. The yeah. Art Deco vibe. Uh, Bioshock design again. Art Deco. Art Deco. Um, here, like, there's a lot of just missed opportunity here. It's twenty four seven around the clock. So why isn't the the outer bit here where the champion word champion is? Why isn't that all positioned like a clock? Why aren't there like numbers right there like a clock? And then the 24-7, the dash between the 24 and the 7, that could be the hands of a clock. It's as if, like, it's just staring him in the face. And I don't know if the lack of inspiration is intentional because this is obviously a comedy gimmick title. Yeah. I like the upper half of the main plate looks like uh, like an electric burner from a stove. Yeah, it does. It does. And it almost like, looks like it obscures a WWE logo up top too. And like look at overlap. Look at what the two is doing. It's doing like what the old going in the the, the oh, it's clipping a little bit. The temp, yeah, the temp going in raw logo from like last year is doing. It's like clipping into the into the the circle, ring around the it, ring. Yeah. yeah. It's got this kind of weird green and yellow. Why does WWE really love their green these days? I don't know. It's off-putting. It's green and gold. It's got side plates with nothing on it, which is actually kind of funny. <laughs> side plates have nothing on it. It's actually kind of funny because is, all the other yeah. titles have areas where you have custom side plates for the champion. People are going to be champion for such short a period of time. It doesn't make any sense to have custom side plates. I'll be honest. I kind of feel like, like if I didn't know WWE better, this was intentionally done bad. It's as if they said, hey, the champion, the word champion can be like in the spot of numbers on a clock. No, 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 no. That's way too good. Shift it a little bit so it's awkward and isn't that way. It's both 
uh, completely half-assed and oddly inspired <laughs> simultaneously. Which also kind of is what that the the scramble the entire segment on Monday for this title was the twenty four seven division. Yeah. Uh, is kind of is oddly inspired and half-assed. Let me ask you: Does someone sketch up this design in about fifteen minutes on the back of a napkin, or was there an entire team that worked weeks on it? So I think it's probably both. And the entire time they were working on it, they were giggling. Yeah, people were giggling over this, and when they saw it, they were like, "Oh, this is perfect! Look, it's blah blah blah!" And they were just running it into the ground. It's so it's so bad, but I think they all know it. Yeah, they have to understand so. this is so. a, an atrocious title, it's horrible, which lends all of the charm to it. I know, I know, it's horrible in this day and age. A belt like that shouldn't exist in in the WWE, and yet it does. Yeah, it's so bad. It is. Yeah, and it's one thing to call it the twenty four seven title. I mean, I think they could have had a far more inspired name for it, which um, kind of. I know. Plays into it also. Ex- exactly. And instead of having it like written out 24-7, have an interesting, intricate design on the main plane, mm-hmm. they just have a giant 24-slash-7. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just flung <laughs> a cap to a pen in my face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but 24... Like, I, I am dying to know. Somebody somebody in creative has to start leaking what the story was well, behind the I can't the wait. Hopefully, Meltzer dedicates a whole newsletter to it. I, <laughs> I hope This has so. tell-all written all over it. It really does. It really does. I'm looking forward to reading whatever he has to say about yep. it or Sean Ross Sapp or whoever. Anyways, moving on. Number three. Three. The Progress Tag Team Shield. So credit to Progress. Uh, in their early days, they were trying different things. Instead of a world championship, they had a staff. Which if you go back and watch Progress Episode 1, the crowd, and and to his credit, Jim Smallman, they 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 it's tongue is firmly in cheek. This isn't like a serious like, hey, this is the thing. Maybe somebody backstage had it as a serious idea. I know, but he he yeah, Jim Smallman comes out knowing that it's 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 pretty much crap. According to the terminology of of the UK, he definitely takes the piss out of it. Yes. You know, it's it's a goof. And alongside that was their tag team championship, which were not belts but a shield mm. emblazoned with the progress. Uh, logo that split in half so each member of the team could carry it. It's kind of reminiscent of the uh, the women's championship that uh, Michelle McCool and Layla had. Yeah, right. That Lay split cool. in half. Yeah, but that sure. was actually a belt. Yeah. This is the shield. Yeah. I don't know if in the history of wrestling a championship has ever been uh, a shield before. Maybe in the maybe in the old school Roman days. Maybe. Maybe like it was I don't know if tag team wrestling was an Olympic sport in the Roman yeah. days. Yeah. Well, it'd be the Greek days. The Greek days. Yeah. yeah. The Greek Olympics. Was tag team wrestling a thing? No, not tag team I know wrestling. real wrestling. Yeah, real wrestling. I don't think tag but team But tag wrestling. team I don't think wrestling? Battle Royals or anything like that. Beat the clock challenge. None of that. No. <laughs> Beat the sundial challenge. No. <laughs> so, Beat the sundial challenge. <laughs> so the, 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 the tag team shield was announced at <laughs> the Lion Progress Man Scramble. Yeah, I know. The Progress <laughs> Chapter 9 show, November 2013. And then the first tag champions were uh, were 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 won. Uh, sorry, the, the the shield was first won by FSU, who are Mark Andrews and one of Steve's personal favorite, Eddie Dennis. Well, and of course, you know that that's a long term story right there because then they had that match at the Wembley show yeah. where they couldn't break a table. Yeah, um, it was crowned at Chapter Twelve, the yeah. second anniversary show. Of course, and when that was, Eddie Dennis gets to NXT UK, there's like no mention of that stuff. Yeah, no. In March 2014. 
Um, they defeated FSU defeated a, a team called Screw Indie Wrestling, and another one called Project Ego. Um, and the belt stuck around. Sorry, the Shield stuck around till Progress Chapter Forty Six, uh, when they were replaced with traditional tag team belts. And of course, it still kind of harkens back to this because their tag team titles now have kind of like a uh, 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 why is the term escaping me? The Progress Tag Team Titles. Oh, uh, the yin yang. Yes, sorry, sorry, that term escaped me for some reason. Um, has that on the 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 main plate of the belt? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of hearkening back to uh, the shield. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, screw indie wrestling. Uh, Are you sure that's naming the team? What's that? Are you trying to see who Screw Indie Wrestling was? Yeah. I look like this is just an article bashing indie wrestling. <laughs> no, wrestling's last hope. Screw indie wrestling. We're, oh, never mind. Let's see here. I wanted to say it was uh, was Nathan Cruz in it. Maybe he was he was prominently featured in a lot of the early. He was the first Progress champion. Yeah, he was holding pictures there of him holding the staff. Yeah, he was a vocal part of the Screw Indie Wrestling movement and feuded with. Sticks. I guess he was one member of, of Screw Indie Wrestling. Yeah, I guess so. But there's no... I want to thing, thing with that. Whatever. Proper history of progress. They have yeah. a documentary. We can just watch that. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, a shield. shield. It's a it's shield. It's a shield. I kind of think it's... Oh here, oh, here we go. Martin. Oh, Martin Stone and Shaw Samuels. Oh, okay. So, okay. I know who Shaw Samuels is. He's an ICW now. I've heard the name Martin Stone before. Okay. All right. Maybe they're still together. I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, Shield. Shield. Number two. Two. The TNA Immortal Championship. Of course, this was the Jeff. Everybody knows this is a Jeff Hardy title. Yeah. Um, The Willow title, pretty much. Yeah, where it was like a really weird. It looks so cheap. It's like. I remember uh, when, you know, I've never really watched Impact a whole lot. In fact, not really at all. Yeah, sure. Um, But. you remember when this is around? I remember one day just flipping through the channels, coming across Impact and seeing Jeff Hardy walk down the ring carrying that abomination and thinking, what the hell is that? Yeah, just look. I, I, I think that when I saw horrible. it, I think I kind of put it two and two together. I was like, oh, I guess that's his redesigned title. It just looks like a cheap vanity title, though. Yeah. You know, it doesn't look like a real thing. No, it doesn't. It um, really doesn't at all. But yeah, apparently at the November 8, 2010 tapings of the November 11th episode of Impact, TNA introduced a new design for the World Heavyweight Championship belt, which the champion Jeff Hardy dubbed the Immortal Championship. He was part of the group Immortal. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it was? So, yeah, it's it's a purple strap, and it's got the silver plate in the middle with, like, his face paint on it. And it's got, like, a TNA logo and some other detail. It's just kind of really, I mean, really, I wish they had done an itchweed belt. It's an unflattering shape. Yes. It's kind of like this weird point at the top, and it just looks cheap. All right, so here, I mentioned earlier the title history for this particular belt. (laughs) Okay. So uh, this belt was only around from November of 2010 till March March of of 2011. 2011. So what is that, four months? Yeah. In four months' time, three different people held this belt. Jeez. First, Jeff Hardy, of course, and then Mr. Anderson beat him for it at Genesis 2011. That's January. And about a month later, at Against All Odds, Hardy gets it back, only to drop it to Sting about 11 days later, February 24th, 2011. And then it was during this reign of Sting's that he 
uh, went to a more traditional looking mm. TNA World okay. Championship. All right. And I don't believe this belt was ever seen again. Ah. Um, I don't know how this falls in the timeline of uh, uh, of you know Jeff Hardy's substance abuse issues. That was what was that? Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. So this is after that. Oops. Um, then oh wait, no, it, you was sure? it two thousand nine or was it two thousand ten or was it two thousand eleven? Jeff Hardy bound it's bound for, for glory. It's twenty twelve then. Was it twenty twelve? No, he won it there. Uh, was that even for the title? Victory Road 2011. Victory Road 2011. I don't know what that is in relation. What was the date on that? That date was March of 2011. Oh, okay. So that must have been when he was getting a rematch against Sting to get the TNA championship back. Mm. At which point, what was the date on in there you said? So he was drunk when this title debuted. <laughs> what was the date? March. On? March, what day? Uh, 13th. Oh, okay. So it was probably the following, yeah, it was the following uh, episode of Impact that Sting brought out a new title. Oh, okay. All right. What a mess. Yeah. What an absolute mess. Anyways, let's finish this thing up. Number one. One. The WWE US Spinner title. This is just a horrible this looking This is horribly horrible. ugly. Horrible. Horrible. I'm going to I'm going to get it grab another horrible. picture here so that we can appreciate. Here we go. This is perfect. It's so bad. It's really, really bad. Every design element is horrible. Um, so he won the U.S. title off of was like Big Show or something. Well, so, yeah, years ago. Um, but he debuted that particular U.S. title in his third U.S. title reign, which I think might have been his shortest. Um, apparently, it was at Armageddon 2004, where he brought that belt out for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was only around a handful of months because Orlando Jordan beat Cena for that belt in March 2005, and then he and JBL apparently blew it up. That's cool. That's 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 a face a, a move fitting, right there. A fitting fate for a, a belt of that caliber. So let's just take a look at this. So, so like, you have like some, some American flag clip art in the background. There are three American flags on it, one on each side plate. But those are all, uh, you know, like uh, bejeweled. bejeweled. Yes. Those are bejeweled. Um, and then in the middle, in like a really gaudy tech font, is U.S. It almost looks pixelated because of all the jewels on there. Yeah. And then there's some script. Above and below U.S., you have Word Life, and then below that, John Cena with a trademark on it. Um, and that's on top of, like, uh, as I said, like some bad clip art like enamel. A, yeah, yeah, an enamel. Uh, U.S. flag-looking background. And that whole thing spun. It's horrible. It's so ugly. It's horrible. Thankfully, it was only around for a matter of a few months because it's bad. It is yeah. so bad. I like that. And somebody got the idea there. They are like, hey, you know what? If he ever wins the world title, we'll do it again. But they actually upgraded it. Yeah, they did much upgrade better, it. A much better looking it's belt. only on number 10 on this list. Yeah. As opposed to the worst spot, which is number, number one. Number one, because that is by far that's the worst looking belt. And it's I've, like small. Pretty much the worst looking belt I've ever seen. It is the worst. And there's some really n- nasty ones. I mean, you'd be surprised how many didn't make this list that probably should have. Yeah. You look up the CWA Heavyweight Championship. I know you're actually kind of partial. I kind of like that. that. It looks like a cereal box. <laughs> That's not a good thing, though. No, I think it is because it's huge. The main plate—it's not <laughs> thick like a cereal box, but it's like, but you know, like in terms of the the size of it, it's huge. I love it. Yeah, I like a lot of those weird old school belts from the seventies and eighties. I, I appreciate the they vintage of nature of them. Like I'd wear that on a t-shirt. Yeah, totally. But I, as a title, if I wanted, I'd be like, oh, what the hell is this? And there's, of course, there's like back in the day when it was just the size of a belt buckle. Mm-hmm. Like whatever Orville Brown had was probably yeah, those like are different times though. Really tiny. 
Hold on. Orville. Now I just want to look at Orville Brown. Like the first NWA title? Title. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty just, small. This looks like a really fancy belt yeah, that you get at JCPenney. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Let us know what awful, awful, ugly titles you guys want to bring to our attention in the comments. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. If you're in Las Vegas. Yes. What, this is going live on Friday? Yes. This is going okay. on Friday. Yes. If you're in Las Vegas, come see us at StarCast 2. We're going to have a table in the vendor area. Uh, we're going to be selling merch, taking pictures, whatever you guys want to do. Shaking hands, saying hi. And then uh, on uh, Sunday, even if you if you don't want to go to StarCast, if you don't want to pay money to go to StarCast, uh, for free, we've got our very first Going In Raw, thanks to the podcast movement stage, um, on the podcast movement stage. Um, and it's completely free. Tuscany Suites, or Casino and Suites. 11 a.m. Sunday morning at the Tuscany Casino and Suites, Suites and Casinos. Um, we will be there and hopefully you'll join us. Yes, please. It should be a lot of fun. Yes. Anyways, uh, that's it for now. Thanks so much uh, for tuning in. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.